podcasting from Chico, California, tucked in between some of Northern California's best freshwater fisheries. This is the Barbless Podcast, a podcast about NorCal fly fishing, guiding, fisheries management, and sustainability. If you have ideas or any questions for the show, leave the guys a voice message on the Barbless Podcast hotline, area code 530-636-2523. Also check out http colon slash slash podcast.barbless.co, where you can download past episodes and show notes. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at barbless.co and connect with them on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash barbless.co. Here's your hosts, Chad Alderson and Nick Hanna. Fish on. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of the Barbless Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Hanna, here with uh, Chad Alderson. Chad, how we doing? Good, good. Nice, man. We, uh, we have an awesome guest today, Jerry Lewis. How's it going? Great. Thanks Glad for, to be here. Thanks for coming in on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Jerry's Jerry's got a pretty substantial resume here. He uh, heads up the Sugar Creek Ranch Fly Fishing Club and is CEO and also CEO of uh, Cal Pacific Investment Company, uh, avid fly angler and family man. Um, currently growing pistachios, right? Yes, for a long time. Out of Arizona? 46 years. Arizona. At a Fresno. Made- yeah, Madera. Yes. Right, Madera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, consultant, business startups, and project financing, former director of Mount Hermon Conference Center for 16 years, um, former trustee board chair, Tiburon Baptist Church, organizer, adventure, adventure sports, men's retreats. Uh, in the past, he was CEO of uh, Paper, Tech, and Venture Capital. That- yes. A man of industry, pretty yes. much. Partner <laughs> in oil and gas, commercial banking, real estate development, sales and broker. broker. And you weren't kidding. We, we you did it all, huh? Well, were you, Jerry, I am, I am older than Jerry. You. Were, <laughs> Jerry, I got, were you ever a hitman? <laughs> no. no, but I've been hit a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Jerry. We always uh, ask this question: When's uh, when's the last time you went out and wet a line? It was December sixth, uh, <laughs> and it's been a long time. And I'm you on know the my, exact day. on my way right now to nice. to go up Sugar Creek Ranch. Oh, are you? Yes. Oh, great. Uh-huh. Is um. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where'd, uh, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and my family used to fish, and we'd go up to Mount Hood uh, National Forest, and we'd catch uh, big rainbows up there, and it kind of grew up with fishing. Yeah. and uh, That's the mecca for it up yes. there, huh? Yeah. Did you do any steelhead fishing when you were up we there? We did a lot of steelhead fishing, yeah. yeah, on the coast primarily. Right. Yeah. That's that's my cup of tea right mm-hmm. now. That's January, February, March is a fun time to be oh, over man. there. And yeah. We, I love chasing those I gray ghosts. The, remember the ice on the lines. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, up there, it's very cold. That's what it's going to be like this weekend. Yeah. So it's going to be north winds up to 15, and yeah, that's it's going to snow. So we need we need it. We need some weather to, bet. to come in. So what? So that was basically what got you into the sport, huh? Just being kind of in that, uh, being up there in that area and the yes. Disneyland of fly fishing, basically, huh? Yeah, we went uh, pretty much every weekend as a family. Wow. Yeah. Big family, small family? Or? Uh, small family growing up, but I have a big family now. I've got eight grandchildren and three Whoa. three daughters. Congrats. Successfully married daughters, <laughs> fortunately. <laughs> Con- congrats. That's yeah, awesome. Thank you. It sounds fun. Um, so how did, uh, we're here to talk about obviously Sugar Creek Ranch. Mm-hmm. Tell us about how you got involved in that. Good. Uh, probably in a, about the uh, late 80s, uh, we had started 
as a group uh, down in Marin County, uh, got together and decided we start fly fishing. We used to go to Baja and fish the coastal waters there, but uh, very cool, different than fly fishing for tuna or uh, Dor- Dorado, 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 Dorados, yeah, yeah, yeah. primarily, and uh, you know, sailfish and so on. Yeah, but uh, we got together. We decided, well, this uh, new sport of fly fishing to us anyway at that time. <laughs> so we went up to the fly shop in Reading and uh, met uh, Mike Mishlack. Uh, and he took us uh, up to Fall, Fall River Lodge and we worked uh, t- uh, casting on the, on the lawn there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and learned how to fish, uh, fly fish. And then we started doing all the uh, upper sack and lower mm-hmm. sack and so on through the years. And our fly fishing group... Uh, Grew probably to be a hundred guys coming and going. We take wow. ten or twelve each yeah, trip, maybe several times a year. But uh, it was called Corinthian Fly Fishing and Investment Club because back in eighty uh, before eighty six, all of the uh, expenses we had, if we took our banker with us, uh, were deductible. <laughs> in eighty six, all those tax laws changed, changed yeah. so the bankers lost out. And, <laughs> Our group got smaller. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but, but that carried over with Mike Michelak. And right. uh, when I did have the opportunity uh, with uh, Sugar Creek Ranch, we had fished it as a fly group, fly fishing group in the early 90s. And we were one of the first uh, fly fishing groups there. And we got to f- probably fish it a couple times a year as a group uh, in the early 90s and got to know it quite well. Mm-hmm. The long story short is I fished it up to, I could call Mike uh, uh, Calpine, who was the son of the owner, uh, Cal Calpine, who developed the whole property mm-hmm. uh, back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, I could call them and I could go up any time. And uh, just so happened, Fantastic. I couldn't, couldn't get a hold of him all of a sudden uh, from 2000, probably 12 on up it, it essentially got out of business business for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just uh, called and by chance got a hold of Mike and went up and found out that he needed uh, financial help. And we worked out a second mortgage. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, you as a financial planner know how, knows yeah. how that works. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we got together uh, March of 2016 and uh, recorded a lease against the fishery for me for 35 years mm-hmm. and uh, essentially uh, five-year options. So, you know, I can, don't have to Very risk good. any more than five years. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so often we were running and we restocked the ponds heavily, you know, because you plant them and they'll come. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> switching over to the fly shop, we, uh, Mike Mishlack became our marketing agent, uh, mm-hmm. Nick and Brian up there do the marketing for us. That's a smart and, move. Yeah. Well, it's the only way I could get it jump started. Right. right. So we, we essentially had a, a real kickstart. Uh, they put it out to 4,500 local fly fishermen and it was a, just a brochure that we're back in business mm-hmm. and, uh, it was a very effective promotion. Sugar Creek Ranch is, is back. back. Yeah. So then we followed that up with uh, fly fishing shows, and uh, this year uh, will be our second full year, so it'll be a third year of involvement. 
Wow. Very cool. So where, where is it located exactly? I mean, I, I've heard of Sugar Creek Ranch and at being, when being at the fly shop, the yeah. Powell fly shop or Chico fly shop, I, I did hear about it. Um, but well, it's, it's uh, about an hour and 45 minutes uh, northwest of Reading. And uh, if you can take, uh, go from Weed over the Gazelle Pass to mm-hmm. uh, Callahan, we're just two miles north of Callahan. Or if you come over through uh, Etna, which is on Highway 3 also, mm. uh, come down from Wairika. Mm-hmm. And this time of year, it's probably a good way to go, yeah. Wairika. Right. And we're eight miles south of Etna, which is a nice little town of 1,500 or 2,000, mm-hmm. uh, where all the food facilities are. Right. Although we have full kitchens. Uh, a lot of people like to go out. Of course, there's a new winery and a new distillery in town. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's convenient. Yeah. So tell, describe that for our listeners a little bit of the layout. You kind of started going there a little bit, but um, maybe the, the lodging itself, but also the, the ponds. How how's it kind of laid out? Well, the, the history uh, is back in the 70s when the Calpines bought the property. Uh, they came in and started uh, to uh, do a study on uh, to to uh, add some development for gold uh, discovery and and digging and so on. They got involved uh, uh, up there to dig some ponds, uh, which became ponds because they filled with water. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're right at the intersection of uh, the Scott River and Sugar Creek Ranch. Uh, goes right across the property. We're about 120 acres uh, that we lease. And then uh, we've got uh, Sir Creek Ranch um, uh, basically providing an aquifer in that uh, uh, with the Scott River for all of our ponds and everything uh, uh, pretty much moves uh, to the north in our ponds. And we have a connection between all of the eight ponds that we have. Some of them are up to two acres uh, wow. ponds. And the water flows, and we have uh, successfully uh, bred fish. <laughs> and mostly uh, they're all rainbow trout, and they seem to have a perfect habitat here of about a 55 to 65 degree. And it never freezes over. I was going to ask that. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't freeze? No, it's, uh, the records that I've looked at are maybe 45 degree water Oh wow! in oh, the wow. dead of winter. So it's so, perfect. Yeah. So is the ranch open year round or do you just, yes, yeah, so it is. We're a registered and licensed uh, aquaculture uh, permit uh, with the fish and wildlife and we renew it and have had that. And so we don't require a license from anybody that comes on the, the ranch, which is really important when somebody's fishing for the first time, yeah. doesn't want to spend 50 bucks to get a license, they can come right on the property and not worry about that. And you have some success too. Yes. You, you mentioned uh, bringing in wounded warriors and some, yeah. some vets well, we're, coming we're, in. And- we're open 12 months a year under our permit. So uh, bringing the wounded warriors is in a, is a good time for us to do that because that's a, uh, uh, a freebie for, for us to them mm-hmm. uh, as a gift. And the... Uh, uh, Rotary comes in and provides all the meals. and Oh, wow. So we can book them uh, kind of, the I want to say the off-season, but mm-hmm. when we're not going to get a big rush of people f- through the fly shop. Which is typically yeah. like spring through fall? Yeah. Right now it's uh, April through maybe October, but with okay. some uh, lackluster uh, hot uh, summer months <laughs> in between, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it, uh, we're trying, right now we're about 50% uh, booked with, traditional fly fishermen 
and uh, that's coming through the fly shop. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, so now we're we're forming a, a nonprofit to uh, uh, approach some of the uh, kids' camps in the summers to mm-hmm. teach kids how to fish, and uh, we think that's a good nonprofit activity, you along bet. with the Wounded Warriors, and we have Healing Waters, a group out of Reading that comes over every month, take, brings a whole books the whole ranch. Oh wow! We only take in 12 fishermen. So <laughs> it's not a I was, big group. I was going to ask, yeah, yeah, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, we restrict. Uh, and then, even, even though there's eight ponds, we, right. we keep it down. Yeah. And, um, yeah. That makes it fun and yeah. exciting for everybody, you know, to kind of have that, um, uh, kind of, you know, experience just out yes. in nature and not have a bunch of people around. Um, mm-hmm. how's, what is the food and, and lodging situation in there? Well, we have a lodge, uh, it's two, uh, two story, uh, three bedroom. And, uh, Mike uh, Calpine is still involved in the ownership of that and and runs it. Uh, We also have, uh, we just uh, remodeled uh, a house and another half a house. Uh, We're calling it the guide house and the bunk house. They're uh, (laughs) at the north end of the property uh, near the north gate. Uh, It's all brand new, uh, remodeled. We can sleep up to 10 people. And that's typical for groups that come up to, to see us or about, uh, eight to ten, mm-hmm. and we can handle all of them. Okay, and then um, in terms of fees, so you have there's day rates and then there's lodging rates. Is that right? Yeah, we have uh, a lot of day fishermen out of Wairika and Redding area, and uh, come down sometimes from uh, Medford, which is only an hour. Pretty away. close, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So we have a day rate of one forty five, okay. which you'll find is very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually dropped that from 165, uh, when I came in. So 145 for the rod? Yes. It's a, a trespass fee yep. as they call it. And, <laughs> Is there anything uh, like that for the, somebody that doesn't want to fish or? or the- yes. Yeah. We'll, uh, uh, if they're, if they just coming along, yeah. of course it's hard to police that. As right. you know, yeah, so right. I'm just watching. Yeah. We, <laughs> well, we're re- relying on the uh, trustworthiness of sure. fly fishermen. Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they're, uh, a grade up, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> we hope, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and then um, how? What's what, what's the pricing for if you're doing groups overnight, like night fees and stuff? Well, we kind of uh, base everything on fifty dollars a night, which we know is below the uh, local motel rate in, in Etna yeah. <laughs> by by about forty percent. And uh, so, uh, but if we if you're going to take the whole lodge, or you'll you'll book for four hundred dollars for the night with eight people so that gets okay. it back down to that's 50 still pretty affordable if yeah you're up there yeah nobody seems to object on the fees yeah mm-hmm. i mean especially if they're going to catch fish right so and it's 40 it's 40 and then the day the day rate for the rod is that right 145 okay. yeah okay actually yeah uh-huh. and then it, so there's the lodge and then the uh, you were showing some pictures here of the uh the Tapui? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Tapui tents. Tapui tents? Yeah, the rooftop tents. Yeah, very cool. You guys kind of like had a really good idea on how to use utilize those on the property. Can you talk about that a little bit? We have uh, 120 acres, and a lot of it's flat uh, around the pond. So I picked a special area uh, that's right on a pond. It's got a little sandy beach right off a campground area. So I put in... Uh, 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 five Tapui tents. Uh, they're on platforms. They're not on top of cars as you see them typically. It's a Santa Cruz operation. They came up to work with me. We brought those tents down to the ground, uh, 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 two feet off the ground on platforms. So yeah. you come in with your sleeping bag and the tents uh, uh, pop up. So you just 
put your crank, finger under and pop it, up, it up. And, yeah. and it's got a, uh, a queen size mattress, uh, probably three inches, four inches thick. So you're ready to go, and we and we call it glamping because we have <laughs> a barbecue and and a fire pit and and all the supplies to go with it. You just have to bring your ice and food, and we have an ice box for you. Well, looking at these photos, it definitely looks like glamping. It's beautiful. Yeah, very pretty. And we're improving on that. Even this year, we're pulling in a uh, an RV that that I've bought to come in and provide better facilities. <laughs> a shower, actually, a that shower. Was, that in was it. my next question. <laughs> yeah. Near and dear to my heart is where the bathroom. Is. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are 360 degrees of bathroom uh, as you can see, <laughs> but when you really need one, uh, we are providing it. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. There's a. It makes me think about. Uh, there's a drift in Montana you can do, and uh, you, when you float down the river, there's base camps that you go. As you know, yes. it's like a week long yeah. journey, mm-hmm. and um, the bathrooms are these little like hikes that you would make just off the base camp and uh-huh. you, you know, you walk, imagine walking up this trail and up in this big open meadow with huge mountains all around you. And yeah. you just continue down the trail and there's just one toilet sitting right in the middle of this, <laughs> of this field, you know, and you yeah. sit down and you're looking at the most beautiful setting that you can yeah. in Montana that you can imagine. You That's know? a That's great a- pedestal. <laughs> and then a bear comes. And taps yeah. <laughs> well, we, last year we did exist with the, uh, chemical toilets, uh, like you mm. described. Oh yeah. And it yeah. works. You can actually, you know, it's like, Carrying a five-gallon right uh, can around with you, yeah, <laughs> you we're, can take we're them anywhere. Intimately familiar with them. We did the middle <laughs> fork of the of the salmon oh, with yeah. about twenty people. So oh, you know, okay. use your imagination. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell tell our listeners a little bit about um, the fishing. I know they probably want to hear more about that than us talk. But the um, yeah, the hatches maybe that come off and yeah, what they the what, whole thing break it down what, for us. What sure. they can be prepared to to bring. Well, since you're able to fish twelve months a year. Uh, you know, the big rush is for anything uh, March through October. Typically, uh, we'll pretty much have uh, uh, calabatus year-round. And uh, our fish are quite large, and you'll see six, eight-pound fish. Wow. And uh, it's all sight fishing. Very cool. Uh, we have eight ponds, and the biggest is only two acres. So you can walk around all of them. You will never fish eight ponds uh, in, a, in even two days because the attraction of these fish uh, for sight fishing is it keeps you in one spot. You know? there, yeah. And you're told never to do that. You know? yeah, so yeah. We, we encourage people to walk around, but they don't seem to. They just want to fish the same area. <laughs> but, but you can float tube in the larger ponds. Oh, okay, and I cool. actually have a Hobie Cat uh, fish kayak 10 footer that I use. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love to troll with a woolly bucker. <laughs> is that the, where the, you have the foot pedals going? Oh as, yeah. As you troll? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That gets a little rough, uh, sometimes in the, in the late fall when you've got a few weeds out there. But <laughs> oh, yeah, those are awesome though for, especially if you see a fish rising, you yep. can get right up on them pretty quick. Yeah. You know, instead you of can do kicking cir- a float tube. You can do circles around float tubers. Yeah. And, uh, that really, uh, I do a lot of private water, uh, uh, Henderson Springs, for example. Uh, okay. And uh, they've got f- five lakes, I think. And uh, I just picked up on some guy from Colorado with one of these uh, kayaks uh, from Hobie. And I've, so I bought three of them, and I actually take them out in San Francisco Bay occasionally mm-hmm. and, and mm. uh, do some fishing there. Very cool. But otherwise, uh, this, this is more of a, um, I'd say... Uh, 
you you won't you'll be seeing fish on the surface and they'll be slurping mm-hmm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. So you're going to probably uh, want to use a floating line generally, uh, and probably uh, do a, a, a caddis pupa dropper from a from a, a, a parachute atoms. You know that would be a typical mm-hmm. setup that that really works. And how long of a leader are you using? Uh, probably three, uh, I'm sorry, a uh, nine foot leader with okay. a three foot, uh, tippet. Just so a tapered Rio or something. Um, yes. Yeah. Fl- fluorocarbon on the tippet yeah. for sure. Okay. Uh, if not all the way through. And, uh, these fish, you want to move around, just fish to the fish. And, uh, I discourage float to me only because it, takes you too long to get in and out and get over where you want to be because you have eight. Yeah. We have a south pond that's probably 20 feet deep and it's just full of beautiful vegetation down deep and these big fish come in and out. Last time I was there in December, I cat my first cast in the south pond. Uh, I got hit really big with, I think, 22 inch or probably a nice. five pound fish. And, uh, and you could see the, the tail fins of all these fish coming <laughs> over to see what was going on because they like had the seen the action for a while. It was so exciting. It was it was like a hex hatch, you know, <laughs> you know that day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But generally, in the spring, you'll catch 20 to 40 big fish, and, and the average is 18 to 22, somewhere in there. Okay. And um, you're kick trolling, or are you doing like a slow retrieve? Uh, generally, a uh, slow retrieve, yeah, okay. yeah. So, what's your go-to fly that you like to to fish? In I there? like a caddis pupa. I've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to catch fish every time I put it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind like anything, a, like a tan. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. uh, tan, and there's a green also. Mm-hmm. Seal boogers and yeah, big leeches. Yeah, and stuff I actually like that. did bring my fly box. So, oh yeah, uh, look at that. But hey, uh, hand that to Nick. I bet he can name every single no, one of those flies. I'm Let's see that, if he can. I'm not that good. Let's yeah. see if he can. The, these flies here are, are. I always promote Denny Rickard. Yeah, as the, I was going to uh, say those like Rickard's yeah, flies. Yeah, exactly. This, this so year. I use a lot of uh, Denny's because I've fished with him a number of times mm-hmm. up in Oregon. Any Jay Fairflies? You ever use any of his wiggle tails or uh, any of that stuff in there? You ever? Uh, I probably have, but yeah. I don't recognize the name now. Yeah, uh, Denny is, uh, of course. Uh, comes down and puts on uh, clinics at our oh, Sugar cool. Creek Ranch. So he'll mm-hmm. be there again with his group in uh, April, I think. I see parachute atoms and yeah. midges and pupas, yep. the yep. seal boogers. Or some yeah, but that's basically the stuff, standard fair right there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture of this because I'm going. <laughs> Did you ask? Did I'm you ask actually, permission? Yeah. I'm, I'm basically, can no, I take go a, ahead. I want I'm you to a, catch a, fish. I'm, I'm uh, banging a couple still waters this weekend. So, oh, are you? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Like now, as long eat. as you know it's catch and release. Yeah, we, that's, I don't. I you don't hear how he said still like some still waters, but didn't say where he was going. I don't. I don't think I. I don't even yeah. know where he's going. Yeah. Well, I wanna, I'll tell. I'll say one of them. I'm going to, <laughs> to Almanor because it's a big oh, lake. Of course. Yeah. Everybody that's listening can meet me there. I'm going to be there tomorrow. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That sounds like a, a fun day. I, I sight fishing for fish in a yep. lake setting like oh, that is oh, it's one of the best. Wonderful. I, I've done a lot of it up in high mountain places. You know, you're mm-hmm. just walking the bank and yeah, um, casting like ant patterns yep. uh, to them and. Or stripping woolly boogers or leeches to them. It's yeah. it's fun. It's a fun this, way to go. Sometimes some days, uh, you know, you're you're doing size twenty two 
you know, mm-hmm. for these fish, mm-hmm. and they're big fish. So, <laughs> and that, but that's all they'll take. What's do you guys have a record for coming out of there? Yeah, like, what's, uh, the, yeah. what's the biggest pig? You... Uh, well, actually, we have a picture of a twenty pounder. Whoa! Uh, years ago, and there seems to be some kind of. I mean, there's rumors that there's some kind of a steelhead strain coming out of the Scott River through the rocks into our ponds, uh, like egg, like eggs, underground steelhead subterranean yes, stuff. Yes, Whoa. yeah. And uh, we've confirmed that with uh, geologists uh, who get quite excited because these are all uh, tailings from the Scott River Mm -hmm. of years of dredging. And so we have mountains of rock, river rock. And so they're they're quite porous. And the aquifer, again, just uh, you don't see the Scott River sometimes during the year, especially in the drought. But it's all in But it's all there. And you can see it down river coming out oh. of some culvert. Yeah, somewhere. we had a guest on that was expl- talking about oh, that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. That is fascinating. But our, our uh, with our uh, uh, beaver uh, habitats that mm-hmm. are uh, are for coho and steelhead, uh, we put in uh, with the uh, watershed council, uh, Scott River Watershed Council out of Etna, where they have built uh, dams by. Uh, pounding pillars across Sugar Creek and then uh, taking willow branches and weaving those between the, the uh, uh, wood. The beavers do this? No, that's... <laughs> I know, they, they come in later and they yeah, finish but the you, job. Yeah, you guys kind of, you stage it. Yeah, we yeah. stage it and then they're, they're there. They don't like to see uh, running water. They like to stop right. it. <laughs> are, are they unionized up there like yeah. the beavers down here are? <laughs> they're, they're very family-oriented like I am, so I appreciate what they do because... Uh, uh, they don't take in stray beavers, so you know they're a family, yeah. uh, if they're at all. <laughs> wow, they're yeah. very cool. So, Jerry, what else is there to do at Sugar Creek Ranch? Well, sometimes during the heat of the day, uh, there are things to do off-site, but we have uh, a built-in attraction called the uh, BDA, which is the Beaver Dam Analog Project, and it's a joint venture between uh, Sugar Creek Ranch and uh, Scott River uh, watershed Council, and uh, we have built uh, beaver dams uh, to back up the water and create habitat for endangered species like coho and steelhead. And uh, this last year, we got a return on that after two years, uh, and they tagged, uh, I think, 2,000 fish to go to the ocean. Uh, and, of course, they'll be waiting for those in a couple of years coming mm-hmm. back. So we've got quite a big project. It's uh, Watershed Council has done a wonderful job. And, yeah, that's fantastic. That's yeah. really cool. So we're so creating a, a part kind of, of our nonprofit will be to support that activity along with uh, teaching okay. people how to fish. So you can actually go to Walk the Creek and see the beaver dams. You can't yeah. see the beavers because they come out at night, but you could with a flashlight at night. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's kind of like you've made a estuary in a in a sense, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the whole ecology is uh, fascinating to see how the ponds feed each other, and uh, we don't because the beaver dam backing up water, the aquifer uh, holds up much better, yeah. especially during the drought. Yeah. And uh, our ponds actually increase in water, in uh, height of water. Uh, they're generally in the ten to twenty foot uh, depth. And they they hold their own uh, within a foot variance during the summer, and uh, we have this fifty five to sixty five degree waters. Uh, so it's, it's very valuable. So the sun's getting all the way to the bottom across the lake. So there's probably a pretty good insect 
environment, just a good insect ecology in general, yeah? Yeah. What we do, uh, we have the fly shop uh, comes in and helps us. Uh, we create uh, casting lanes. Rather than clearing out all the weeds, mm-hmm. we leave, uh, I'd say, 75% of them in, and the rest are our casting lanes where we've cleared the willow, willow branches that'll catch your back cast <laughs> and uh, blackberries and uh, and create casting lanes around uh, in uh, good places on the ponds so that you fish from casting lanes. And uh, uh, we've uh, de-weeded the area uh, for the cast. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. No, it sounds very cool. That, the I didn't realize, I mean, coho run in very few rivers anymore in California, and it's pretty neat because I know that's one of the major trips <clears throat> to support the coho species. Yeah. So yeah. very awesome, very cool that you're doing yeah. you're doing that and Thank helping you. that species out. Thank you. I'm curious to see what what happens. Yeah, yes. the returns are good. the numbers will be good to yeah. know. You Come know. back and t- talk to us about that. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I'll I'll uh, make sure you get some stats on yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Well, Chad and I want to come. We want to come up fish too. Okay. I hope, I hope yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. You can come with me right now if you like. <laughs> we can talk hey, Chad if, out uh, of this uh, lake the, that he's well, going. I'm yeah, going I've to the coast. Taking two others, but if. <laughs> If they, I wasn't, I'd be right there in the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, we did have the Stanford University's first fly fishing class. Uh, Russ Carpenter is the professor. Yeah, we've heard it. We've, we've been contacted him. by him. Have you? Yeah. To, oh, I, I know. He told, yeah, yeah, he called you. Yep. I remember him telling me that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he brought w- up 15 students, and they all camped out on my campground. <laughs> it was my first group on the camp. And popped up their tents, and they arrived after dark. And uh, we actually put up uh, some uh, 10, 12-person tents. Uh, we knew they were arriving late on a Friday night because yeah. they had a long drive. Yeah. And uh, they just we had all these mattresses in the big tents, and they just walked in and laid down. <laughs> they were so tired. <laughs> but they all caught fish, and they caught big fish. Wow, and uh, he's awesome. so excited to come back. They booked, uh, I think, in May uh, their graduation. <laughs> so did, did they all have their own gear, or do you have stuff in the lodge people can borrow? Uh, uh, we have That's not s- supported that, but with the nonprofit side, we will definitely be having gear for new fishermen. Good, yeah, um, yeah. He that class sold out, or it was booked in like yeah. a minute or two, or something like that. <laughs> the first yeah. class that they offered at Stanford. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to. He, have he's him a on. great guy. I went down and had lunch with him at Stanford. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's a great guy. I, I think there's a lot of people in the valley because you live. You've dealt with you've done business down there i think there's a lot of people in the valley that are looking for a, you know to get back to their their you know get back to the wilderness and have a connection with nature yeah. you know and yeah. so stuff like this i'm sure you get a lot of business out of the bay i'm assuming yes well the sacramento expo uh, sportsman yeah. expo we were just there two weeks ago i was impressed with the um, um the economy has picked up as everybody seems to know because they're spending money and, and there was many more people than last year at that show. Hmm. But uh, the talk was, I want to get out into nature and, and camp and fish. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people had never fly fish. So, you know, we, we are actually uh, going to uh, have enough guides in the local area so that we can make a quick call and have somebody come down for uh, a couple hours and teach people out. Fly what through. a great yeah. stepping stone for people, you know, that yeah. haven't gotten into oh, it. I mean, you don't have to get a license, right? Yep. You and can just, just get, you, you know, if you, you hit a 22 plus, you know, inch fish yeah. and now you're hooked. You know, <laughs> it's good, sure. for, good for the soul. Yeah. But the, uh, 
uh, the uh, bringing in RVs is in our plan this year. Okay. So we booked our first RV from the show, uh, and we'll cool. see how that goes. <laughs> but I bought one, so I'm going to yeah. try it out myself. Did Do you guys have uh, guides on staff? How does that work? That's through the fly shop. Okay. Uh, we do have, for our groups, uh, special groups that I book, for sure I have local people that come in and uh, who work with the Christian camps up there during the summertime uh, teaching fly fishing that we've made a connection with. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, thanks for coming on the show, but before right. we wrap, I just want to give you an opportunity to kind of plug some of the, the stuff you guys have. Um, so if, so, if our, any of our listeners wanted to book, where do they go? They would go to the fly shop, uh, dot com or come to our website called sugar dot com. And, uh, there'll be a link to the fly shop, of course, but it'll uh, our our website will go into much more depth because they do manage yeah. uh, many private waters. Yeah. But we are one of their private waters that they promote, mm-hmm. and uh, we're in all of their literature. We had a full page on uh, Fly Fisher mm-hmm. magazine last month on the back sheet. I'll take a look. I haven't I haven't read my latest issue yet. So well, I've yeah. I've, I've never been to this place, but yeah, after I listening go, to you talk really cool. and seeing these pictures <laughs> and the, and the price is super right. I I mean anybody listening yeah, should come is. check this place out because yeah. it, it looks fantastic. And Jerry brought in a bunch of uh, photos that we're gonna get digital copies of. Put that up on the the show notes for this episode on the website. And uh, you guys can check it out for yourself because the pictures are worth a thousand words. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was video, so I brought them in. <laughs> <laughs> next we're, time, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Next time. We're, not, okay. we're not that sophisticated yet. <laughs> okay. well, well, thanks for coming in, Jerry. Yeah. Before we shut this down, um, I want to just thank our listeners for listening. Uh, if you guys could rate us on um, iTunes and Google Play, that would be great. We, uh, you know, I think Nick said it before we do this. Uh, not really for profit right now. So any any ratings you guys can give can help. Appreciate it. Yeah, like us on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram at Barbless, Barbless Podcast. Bar- right. And Barbless Co. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chad, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks, Jerry. It's been really great meeting you. Drive safe up there today and good okay. luck. Look forward to fishing Send with us you. some pictures. Actually, that would be oh, good. Send okay. us some photos. Sure. We'll get those up too. All right, I'll do that. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you. This podcast would not be possible without support from our sponsors, FishBio and Amp.Build. FishBio is a consulting firm that offers a fresh approach to fishery science. They specialize in fish research, monitoring, and conservation with innovative uses of technology and communication. From their offices in Chico, Oakdale, and Santa Cruz, California, to Vienchen, Laos, FishBio is committed to solving natural resource challenges locally and globally. Learn more at www.fishbio.com. And Amp.Bill. Amp is a software design and engineering shop located in Chico, California. Amp creates beautiful apps for mobile and desktop devices, wearables, and the Internet of Things. Amp develops native, web, and hybrid apps on a variety of platforms. Chad, who co-hosts this podcast, is the agency's founder. Learn more at www.amp.build.